I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. Where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, You know what? I just had this thought. (laughs) Whenever I do like the hey, 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 I never thought about like Fat Albert. So I am not in any way trying to copyright infringe the people. Um, It just, I don't even know what it is that makes me do that. So yeah. Welcome back this week to the first gen lounge i'm so happy to have you here i really am i am feeling incredibly excited and and awesomely and making stuff up right but no really it's a beautiful beautiful day today and my coffee was perfect this morning like shout out to the good coffee Uh, one of the ways that i like to start my day is to do the first hour of the day absolutely in nothingness just drinking coffee and being present so you know a little bit about what I'd be doing over here where I am in the world um so yeah I've been thinking about mental health awareness month which is you know this May it's every May actually and my thought is what am I doing what are things that I have done you know to really continue to take care of my mental health and I've you know had amazing guests in the past who've come onto the show who've given us some really awesome insights about how we can take care of ourselves and perspectives to have right but I was thinking I don't really remember having done a show or shows myself um within you know May that have really focused on or talked about just again that general mental health and wellness but then I still find myself saying like, but how I see how I take care of my mental health and wellness is actually different these days and you know how I've evolved, but I'm not necessarily going to give you tips in that. You're like, what What do you mean I'm not going to give you tips? What this show is about today is literally one of my things that I do to take care of my mental health, to be focused, to be present, and that is read. You know, so if I've geeked out, nerded out right now, you know, I love you too. I know you love me because, no, but really, let me even tell you, when I was younger, I like liked reading okay, but it wasn't like one of those things like, oh, I just got to go to the library and get books. Let's go get books. And now I find myself always buying books and wanting books and sometimes even feeling like I need books because as I have transformed over the years and I'm no longer forced to read, right? By nature of an academic curriculum or a part of a program that I'm doing, you know, that's work related or something, I'm finding joy in being able to sit down with a good book and just get lost in it. And I even started realizing uh, when I was doing uh, actually 21 days of reflection lately, that books are one of the things that when I get a good one and it's hard for me to put down, I will literally 
be totally invested in reading for that day or those few days until I can get that book done. And it's one of those times where I put the phone down, I can go outside, I can sit in my office on the couch. Like there's so many things I can do to just engage in this book. And I love the highlighting in them and writing in margins of the book and calling friends who've read the book and having conversations. So reading is actually really therapeutic for me. And there have been five books in particular, um, you know, and I would say as of late and as of late being in, in the past three or four years, really, that I've read and I find myself continuously referencing or thinking about and going back to. And so I want to share with you what those five books are, how I perceive that they have, you know, changed some aspect of who I am, um, and especially how these books have helped me with my mental health um, because of the perspective that they've offered and what lessons I've taken away from them. So a unique spin to, you know, the mental health thing out here because there is no right or wrong way. Um, wrong only being if it's abusive or harmful, in my opinion. But really, when you think about things that you can do to be taking care of yourself, to be growing and all those things, you got to do what like works for you. And for me, grabbing a good book, smelling books, having a nice cup of coffee and a book. Oh, we out here winning. So with that in mind, here are five books that I have thoroughly enjoyed five books that you know in recent years have changed my life there have been a lot of books that have changed my life in some kind of way but again in recent years um five books that I'm just really holding on to the first book is The Alchemist what I love the most about The Alchemist is how it's this narrative that you know when you're reading this story and you're like oh dang you know you can see yourself in some of the trials and the triumphs and the mystery of life and I'm not going to tell you about the books like all of what they're about because I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't read it just know it's good okay yeah so I really enjoyed the lessons that I got from it about my journey of life and how to reframe things in such a way that no matter what's happening in my life no matter what path I'm on for that time of my life, no matter what's going on around me or even within me, I will always be in a position uh, to be on the path of going where I'm supposed to go, essentially. I will always be in a space where everything that is happening to me is truly happening for me and it's helping to shape who I am and it's helping to shape what my life is to become. So how that helped me in a mental health perspective is I stopped fighting myself about disappointments or failures or anything that was going wrong in life at times because I started realizing, you know, yeah, life has to be a balance of good and bad, but anytime things happen that I was rejecting or things that were happening that I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm so over this or why now, why this? I just really realized it's a part of my my destiny, but no matter what, I will always land where I'm supposed to be. And it's like to know that is one thing because I've always known that, but it allowed me to release the pressure of life just being even sometimes this narrow path or having things figured out in one way um, over the other. But then it also helped me realize that often what I have been looking for in life 
has already been within me or even around me. And so because of that, I've had to, you know, take moments to go back and check myself in certain instances and say, yo, like, wait a minute, you're looking for something, you're desiring something, but do you already have it? So that's what I feel about The Alchemist. And, you know, those are things that I've taken from, you know, the lessons that have helped me from a mental health perspective um, to be well and to not stress out, right? To not carry so much disappointment and frustration um, over, again, the past few years. So you got to go check out The Alchemist. Actually, every book that I'm going to talk about, you got to go check it out. But what I'm going to do, you know, specifically is make sure that I drop all of these books with the authors in the in the show notes so peep those if you're trying to go get the book so you want to check it out yourself and just see what the books are about since i'm talking about them you know all special and stuff but yeah um the second book that has been a favorite of mine and actually revisit uh i want to say like monthly really is think and grow rich because it kind of actually reminds me of the book the secret but one of the things about think and grow rich that really really got me Um, And it even started me on this path of thinking about my like financial, like health and wellness, because it's one of those things that what you believe about money, of course, is how money shows up in your life. And in spite of the fact that I have long believed that, yeah, you know, there are, you know, these things that if I work hard and if I go to school, if I go to college, if I get a job, you know, money will come to me. But I never really, really thought about what I thought about money until I started reading this book some time ago and it challenged my thoughts about even belief, right? Because really, in the end of the day, how what you believe is really what shows up in your life, especially when it comes to like material manifestation of things, material wealth. If you believe you have it, you do. If you don't, then you don't. But the concept of believing in something so much that you refuse to quit on it or give up on it, um, that you even are willing to wait for whatever that thing will be, are kind of like the lessons that I had gotten from this book, you know, just a few of those things. Uh, But really how that has helped me in terms of, again, shifting my mental health and wellness and thinking about how I show up in the world or how I talk to myself is really how I've shifted my thoughts on what I believe and how I spend time in certain thoughts. So now, rather than being caught in negativity, I really quickly shift the narrative of whatever I'm thinking about to something positive because I realize again energy you know things grow so you know energy grows where it goes right and if I am constantly sitting in negative thoughts even about my money I've been broke I ain't never had anything you know and even something I heard in a podcast recently that the lady was saying you don't even realize that even as a child when you're going to the store and you're grocery shopping with your parents when they get the thing that is cheaper 20 cents cheaper than like the other brand over time they're even teaching you things about money but based on to what you know they have um to even offer but also considering that it's not a conscious thing that they're trying to make you be cheap 
but it also letting you know that the cheaper is better and you don't always understand why so even how you have to change some of your money beliefs like oh i only get this because it is cheaper because i can afford it and you start thinking that you can't afford something like more um even if it's something like that's a better quality or something that you can afford really really interesting concept but anyway back to why you know the thing can grow rich mentality and belief about things that you know i can have in this life period has helped with mental health because it's allowed me to to really focus on things that are different and opposite of what i may have a few years ago so you ever have this idea that yeah i'm gonna go out i'm gonna do this big thing i'm gonna go reach for this goal but there's like this tiny bit of you that's like nah, but i'm not really sure that i can do it but i'm gonna say that i'm gonna do it right uh, i'm gonna say that i can but then you go actually do it and it doesn't turn out right because if you don't truly believe in what you're doing or how you're doing it, if you don't truly, truly believe, you can't expect that thing to actually work out. Relationship, career-wise, getting that new car, buying that house, you know, it doesn't even matter. Even with yourself, if you don't believe that you can lose weight, if you don't believe you can get well, then you want, you want. I made a word up, did. But um, aren't, I always, aren't I always though? I am. <laughs> so yeah, for what it's worth though, I was just thinking to myself like, wow. So from this book, being able to know like I can be healed of anxiety and depression. I can absolutely be healed of, you know, being fearful of things. Like I actually believe that and believing it also allows me to change some of the habits and things that I'm doing to get well and to be well. And so shout out to that book. And then thinking about, you know, again, some of my financial goals, I truly believe in what I say is happening in my life for those things. And because of it, I have acted like it. I am acting like, you know, I believe in how I've changed, how I see money, how I think about talking about money, um, how I approach you know, finances and, and financial responsibility and all those things. So yeah, I have gone on more than I thought I would in this book. But again, it's a good one. It's a really good one. The third book that has, you know, really, um, really caught my attention. And again, made me see my career and my life, you know, path in terms of how I'm out here getting it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And so again, another book that has uh, financial roots to it. And it's again, been interesting to see how in entrepreneurship, my views on money and financial, again, health and wellness has really like financial health and wellness. You like that? I think it's cool too. <laughs> so um, just this really perspective of how, you know, we're taught about money when we're growing up and I just really never thought about entrepreneurship as true financial freedom because I didn't have a concept of it, um, you know, for a very long time. Or even like, you know, I remember asking somebody before, at what point did you, you know, understand that a small business was a small business and somebody owned the business or whatever? And I don't know in my life when it actually happened, right? But I do know that when it comes to um, what's a good way to say it? When it comes to businesses and stuff, I never looked at one and thought I would have my own. But brick and mortar, you know, traditional sense of business, I didn't know about any other ways to business. Although looking back, I can see where people in my family did have, you know, businesses, even if they were like side hustles. But for me, it was nothing ever like, oh, you got a business. Oh, you're an entrepreneur. I want to do that. Um, and I can't even say that entrepreneurship was ever something that I really wanted to do. Although when I really took some time to think about my life path 
and I, you know, transitioned out of higher education to take a one-year sabbatical that turned into, I think I'm going to work for myself. That's what really happened, folks. Um, but for me, it's really in a space where I am like, oh, maybe I should try working for myself because I was doing, again, to reflect and talking to some people about careers and what I wanted to do next. And really, it wasn't even about entrepreneurship that I was after. It was, I was going to be a speaker. But I mean, in my head, again, my level of knowledge about things, speakers, entrepreneurs, it, it's never hit me. I'm just going to go out here and live my best life. So, um, so funny again, how I've transitioned or how I've changed, how I've become over the years. But going back to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it's actually one of the things that really, really influenced me to stay on the path of entrepreneurship because I saw my potential to do more good in the world um, through working for myself. And I also saw, again, going back to Think and Grow Rich, I saw how it aligned with this idea of belief. And so again, what you believe about your life and the things that you were doing that reflect what you believe are showing up. So in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, learning about, you know, passive income or thinking about, you know, liabilities versus assets is one thing to hear these as a kid, because I'm sure at some point in my life, I heard these things, but they didn't stick like they stuck with this book. And I think that's with anything in life, right? Sometimes you may be exposed to stuff, sometimes you may not be, but when you are exposed to stuff, it doesn't mean it's always going to stick right then and there because things are going to come to you when the time is right, when you are ready, when your mind and spirit and body and all those things are ready to receive like the lessons and stuff, it'll come to you and it'll, it'll really hit. So on that note, when I thought about, you know, even further why I thought, you know, the career entrepreneurship and really owning things would matter to me long term. The other thing I realized from a mental health perspective is that entrepreneurship has actually been very healing for me because, you know, working for myself beyond doing what I want to do from the mental health, physical health um, perspective, being able to take better care of myself and being able to be, you know, better manage my stress being able to think about, okay, I need to sleep now. I need to change my schedule in this kind of way to be able to accommodate, you know, my personal circumstances that may have to do dealings with my health that may have, you know, some implications that will trigger me into, you know, anxiety or being in a space that's going to create me to have, you know, create these, um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it, create these environments rather yeah I could I can create different environments for myself rather such that I'm not having consistent panic attacks and stuff like you know because of stress and lack of sleep and all other stuff so anyway saying it to say when I saw this book or rather when I read this book it also reframed this idea of the American dream to me and realizing that the true American dream or this idea of you know having this life of financial freedom it was not in my opinion from reading this about working a job but being an entrepreneurship but then so many other things that came with entrepreneurship you know because of how this book positions what wealth looks like um you know and then because it even tricked me to go and read more about people who are in real estate or entrepreneurships and some of their routines and habits and lifestyles so it really led from one thing to the other that got me to a space of thinking, wow, you know, entrepreneurship is really 
what I'm after, have been after all this time and didn't even realize it. So from a freedom perspective, from a wealth building perspective, from a perspective of, again, being able to really live out my best life and be my best self and feel good about my contributions to the world through the work that I'm doing, um, you know, at this point in my life, it's definitely something that I can appreciate. So, well, yeah, um, another book that I have read and even more recently that really had me like, yo, oh my goodness, was The Celestine Prophecy. And this book is really more of one that I find to be um, a lot more spiritual in a way, but in a way that is necessary. But this book helped me understand my relations to all things in life and living in the world, rather. And the powerful implications that has had on my mental health and and well-being has been how I perceive everything around me, treating it with kindness and patience um, as much as I possibly can. It helped me understand the, the, the circle of life in a way that had never been more clear to me. And it really helped me understand, again, our own journeys, again, of searching for something greater, for something deeper, for something more, for meaning, for purpose, and not always realizing that, again, those answers that we're looking for, those answers that we so desire are already right there within us, around us, all kind of things. So even this book, it, it really pushed me into, you know, or through the 21 days of gratitude because I started in the middle of doing it actually but it pushed me through it but it also made me reflect so deeply um, about my life and really made me put in more emphasis on how I express gratitude to all things in my life Um, how I instead before expressing frustration or disappointment I express gratitude and again going back to the shaping of the mind and the perspective on life it really really I don't know just really did something to me so much I was calling my hunger every couple days like yo you will not believe this and oh my gosh you know I just read this about it and this is what I got and this is the meaning um an example would be you ever like think about going out to eat right are you really in a space when you go out to eat with your friends or your family you know your loved ones and you're sitting down you know how grateful are you for their time for their attention for this moment how grateful are you for the server for the water for the food like it really changes your perspective on the connectedness to all things and it was something that really triggered this thought and I have been sharing this with friends and you know you family so I gotta share it with you right the idea that everything I do impacts everybody in the world yeah I took a little pause so you can like digest that I'm gonna say it again though everything that I do impacts everybody in the world and this book again gave me the space to really think about my personal responsibility and even showing up in a way that I am continuously authentic and genuine and helpful and kind and and giving love because I realized here's a good example you may go somewhere like let's say the grocery store and you go to this grocery store because something you've done for work or, you know, business or what have you, you know, one of the same. It has given you the money or the funds to go to the grocery store. When you go to the grocery store, you spend your $50 on your groceries, if that's $50 that week, right? Or, you know, $50 for that particular trip. 
and that $50 is then fed into that grocery store system that is now in some way, shape, form, or fashion feeding all the employees. Or $50, if they're making $7 an hour, $8 an hour, and maybe at this point, that $50 shop, and even hypothetically could have paid for, what, six hours worth of work at $8, at $8 you know, an hour? Just again, roughly hypothetically speaking, just doing some numbers here. But either way, how many one hour salaries have you paid for people in that store? So it just kind of gets deeper. But anyway, but we know all that money doesn't go to wages, right? Part of that money is going to vendors for people who are bringing in supplies that the grocery store needs. So now that that money has trickled into other systems, now there are other people who are being employed and other people who are eating and able to go out and shop and stimulate the economy. And then they get their money and they keep doing the same. So again, there's this endless cycle. So at some point, the money that I've spent at my local grocery store has touched somebody who lives across the seas, who lives in a different country because of vending relationships, because of, you know, me having a, a time and a space and a place to show up and do some kind of work and people investing in my business and I invest in other businesses that are investing in other people and other businesses. Like my responsibility to the world is endless. So how I show up, what I do, who I am, it removes the pressure actually from me being per from not just me being perfect, but I mean yeah from being perfect, but from you know really being stressed out and pressured, and it pushed me into a mode of, of thinking about how I'm helping the world, and I don't have to feel like you know no matter how big or how small something is that I'm working on, that is any more or less meaningful. That's been the true the true test of it, the true thing of it. So even every small act of kindness every small act of love and appreciation and going back to gratitude and gratitude all these things are acts are things that i'm putting into the world that has an endless impact and so with that i just realized i don't have to you know be celebrity ever and i used to want to be a celebrity um and i just i don't know it's fascinating to buy it I'm still working on why exactly, but no, but really I don't have to be a celebrity to change the world. That's really what it is. Um, I don't have to be somebody who has even millions of dollars to do really good work in the world, to do good work. So even saying to you, don't ever think that what you're doing is not enough just because it's not as big or seemingly as big as what other folks are doing. Yeah. I would, you know, be in a space that, you know, touching more lives would be something that I would appreciate and only touching more lives just from the, from the aspect of being able to help other people and do more good. But I also realize whoever I'm touching, however I'm touching them, is not always direct. So changing that, even if I never touched a million people, I'm like, in my head, I know I've touched a million people unknowingly, you know, in ways that my habits have had a trickle effect that in some way has, you know, done something that I will never know has happened. But everything that you're doing in your life, just remember every person that you touch, every relationship that works or doesn't work out, every woman that you damage, man that you damage, you know, that you are damaged by even, um, think about how they go back into situations and deal with other people. And then those people deal with other people and their families. Like we're all contributing to each other's happiness and suffering and well-being in some kind of way you know how 
the child goes to school and the teacher that shows up has been impacted by somebody, you know, and then they're impacting your kids or you as a teacher are impacting your students. Like it's, it's, it's like that. It's like that. So again, it's a reason why we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and that we are working, you know, as a community, as a tribe to help each other um, through life because life can be, you know, difficult. But for what it's worth, though, because I understand the connectedness of things, even with the food that I eat, being grateful for, you know, the vegetables that are grown, the sun that has helped the trees that gives the oxygen for me to breathe. And just it just it's just like that. But again, from that mental health perspective, it's given me even greater sense of purpose in in existing and being here and understanding the role that I'm playing in continuing to either hurt um, or help heal, you know, the world. And no, no thing is too small. That's what I'm going to continue to leave you with. And the last of the books that have changed my life is 1865 buy yours truly um and it's got a day you just go throw it in it's a buyer's throw in at you seriously but no i'm gonna tell you why this book changed my life um because i actually wrote the book and never realized what it meant to write a book like oh it's just easy you're just writing no 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 it's definitely a process but more than anything it was actually going back to read the book sometime later and realizing like dang girl um okay all right okay it helped me process a lot of things it helped me heal and actually this same weekend coming up some years ago I graduated from college but to go back and know that that time of my life was so profound for me that I've wanted to tell the story to help inspire other first-generation college students on their collegiate journey that was really big but even you know having my first bouts of mental health um, having panic attacks, you know, panic and anxiety attacks. Some people see them one the same, to be honest. I know they're not. Um, but yeah, but having panic attacks when I was in my first year of college was very, very scary. And I thought that something was so wrong with me. And it has been incredibly, incredibly like this big mountain to climb over the years with what to do with it or the fact that I never talked about it because there were some feelings of uncertainty or I don't even know if this is I never heard no anxiety and no depression or none of this stuff and it wasn't until getting to college that mental health was even something that came up for me but even after graduating again so like this weekend some years ago still turning up for it though um you know even right now turn up in the house is gonna celebrate maybe take some of my friends you know have a good reflection party <laughs> but uh but no but to be in this place where you know to talk about it for the first time through the book it helped me to heal and it helped me to be able to you know share that story so that other other young people can be okay with not being okay and that they can be okay with realizing you don't have to be strong all the time and strong as in I'm keeping this all to myself I'm not telling anybody what's going on but strong from the perspective of hey look something's happening with me right now I need you to help me out help me figure this out because this ain't normal and even so being able to be honest with my now husband you know about me having you know some issues with mental health um early on allowed me to be more vulnerable but also allowed him to accept the greater part of me early on and not be surprised later on now 
if life changed a little bit, it did. And if I started having, you know, some challenges when I got out of even like grad school and even having been married and I had some some fluctuations of mental health um, things that was going on, you know, again, part of the reason I decided to take what was initially that year long sabbatical. And um, it just kind of got to a place where I just really needed to take a step back from everything. But even in that, you know, I wrote the book as well because I realized here I was still dealing with something that was first introduced to me in college. So I first came to know in college and what I would have done, you know, for somebody to, you know, say it's okay, you know, young black woman, young black boy, young person of color, even just really you know for who I am because sometimes in these black families I, I can't speak for other families a whole lot to be for real but we ain't gonna talk about it you know or you just deal with it and don't, then nobody knows you're dealing with stuff like even for me I was like who in the family got mental health issues <laughs> and then when I realized you know the importance of you know having a connection with both sides of your family so like not growing up in these single family homes and even like further realize I don't know the other side of my family for real so I don't know what things they're carrying that you know could be impacting me that's not even visible on you know the other side of my family so all these things to even say that but even for me to take care of myself um and getting lost in the book or having even written a book for somebody else to get lost in and be encouraged by to be inspired by to have some kind of perspective you know to have that self-help it has really been you know great for me um and to see it from the perspective of not only can i be helped by books but i can help through authorship but i really rather talk hence the reason for the podcast (laughs) yep um but yeah but on that note you know even to say that you know the book that i wrote was again therapeutic for me writing is therapeutic but i've always liked and again like when i was a kid i really liked writing I was I was really enjoyed you know the writing and you know reflection and so I love like English classes when they also what was this about and what this mean I'm like oh I've always been young you know philosophical e <laughs> but you know to come to a place where I make meaning of what I'm reading differently I'm able to connect and also be connected with um through words through you know poetry through quotes and stuff that really feels good it really does feel good so yeah those are the five books though that have really changed or transformed my life in you know the past few years in ways in which they have done so or at least a few ways a few ideas a few perspectives that they've given me to continue to you know carry on with in my life and I will say that any of these books are worth getting and you know no shameless plug rate to 65 if you already got it great thanks for the love if you don't I ain't mad. I ain't mad because I know that anything I do is not for everybody. And um, it may not even be of an interest. Some people, like you listen to this podcast, you're clearly an audio person too. And you like, you know, kicking it, hanging out. So all good. But again, those five books are The Alchemist, Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Celestine Prophecy, and 1865. So on that note, I want to say cheers to you for spending this time with me. Thank you for, you know, indulging me with this conversation, for allowing me to offer you a different perspective on even reading or even how, you know, books have helped me to transform from both the perspective of being a reader and being an author. Um, Thank you for being open to different ways for which you can continue to pour into yourself. Find your thing. 
find, find your thing and it doesn't have to be a million things that you're doing to take care of yourself they'll tell you they the world you know eat healthy exercise sleep well do this do that like these are the only things that you can do to take care of yourself i know that's not what they're saying i know i know but i i will say that you hear it so often though that if you don't necessarily have a different perspective or you know something else introduced then that just becomes such a common thing right go do yoga go do this but sometimes it's cut up with a good book sometimes it's just you know sitting and drinking coffee and just paying attention to that, that cup of coffee and you know being present there um i personally like to drink coffee too and look at the trees um but for what it's worth it's like you know do what you got to do to take care of yourself don't be ashamed to take care of yourself out here you know in these streets because at the end of the day you are your biggest supporter you are your biggest fan you are the person who is going to love you the absolute most there's no doubt about that so do what you got to do out here it doesn't matter your color your gender your sexual orientation your income status take care of you take care of you because there's only one you and nobody's going to take care of you like you do so on that note i love you and peace out